Let's get sweaty. Welcome back to the Shemu Dojo Show. Today we are discussing and recapping episode 11 of Shemu the Animation. This episode was entitled Entangled, and entangled in this web of discussion with myself is Matthew, previous episode recap detangler, Oliver. How's Hello. things, man? Yeah, all good, man. Um, I wouldn't call me a detangler, considering I always go, I'll sum <laughs> this episode up really quickly, and in 10 minutes later I'm still talking. Uh, but yeah, all good. How are you? Oh, not feeling too good here. Not sure if the listeners can tell, but I'm riddled with <laughs> the common cold. Um, I'm still COVID proof, touch wood. But obviously it's never nice having any cold-like symptoms. So a bit, no. a bit of a snotty mess all day. No. But I'm soldiering through, of course. Before we get stuck in today's show, map, how about one of those detangling recaps for the previous episode, episode 10, comeback? Right, here we go. I'm going to try and keep this under 10 minutes, he says. Very Good luck. Not hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> right, so episode 10, Comeback, opens with Bailey Village, Shenhua's house. And we see Yuan, uh, Shenhua's father. What a scene, man, what a scene. Oh, so good. Like, I, I can't do it justice in the time I've got. But Shenhua's father, Yuan, is, is packing to go to the stone pit. Uh, Shenhua's making breakfast. He declines, stating he needs to get off. And he's about to undertake the most important project as a stonemason and that he won't be back for some time. Uh, she sees him off, and you get this full like blossom of the Shenmue tree, like one of the, the buds are coming. You get this shot of him walking down the path the wrong way, not towards the blooming cave, um, but the shot itself is beautiful. <laughs> At the same time, we then go to Manmo Temple, where Rio is giving a bow of respect to the place, and he then meets up with Wong, who escorts him to Ren, and they're impatient to get a search for you and as you started. Rio produces his letter to a wow as to sort of why he's looking for Zoo and how he how he would get introduced to Zoo because Ren questions him around that. And then he asks what Rio would do if he actually finds Landy and Rio's very cagey about it. And then they head on out as Ren reminds him that he's got big school written all over him. We then come into a bit of trouble. But before that, they go to meet Yang at the um, Great View Herbs. And Yang sort of goes, how do you know? How do I know you're okay? I don't want any trouble. Rio shows a letter. And then Yang goes, right, go to Dancing Dragon Building, password dragons don't sleep, and you will go and meet Yuanda Zhu there. And we know in the games that obviously does not go very well. Ren is suspicious of the situation, especially when they talk to one of the black suits, and they, Ren notices that he's talking to another guy, almost as a like, yeah, we've got him sort of thing. Rio goes into the room, and Mr. Dolneo is there, and promptly wrecks both of them. Um, their attacks are all really ineffective and it's just a complete ass kicking basically for them. They wake up what I consider is hours later in the Yellowhead captivity and Ren then shares the backstory of how the gang came to be. And they served as muscle for an organization called White Tie, which ran the Hong Kong casinos. And they eventually plotted and executed an assassination of the leadership via a car bombing. And you see the shot of this little girl in there who we assume is Joy, um, sort of trying to think of the word for it, it's sort of her backstory as well, which we'll come on to in this episode again, which is really cool. Yeah, you can kind of confirm that now, can't you, really? Yeah, we can indeed. Yeah, we can, which is cool. Um, Rhea and Rem sort of bicker about how to get out, 
uh, with Ren taking exception to Rio ordering him about, and they eventually settle on tricking the guard, who they do the whole thing. Rio's about to die. You want me to talk to you about Yuandazu? He opens the door, crack him in the face. He goes down, and they start sort of running off, and they end up on the roof. And you get the shot of the Big Dipper as well. Ren asks uh, Rio who he's after. He says it's Landy. And Ren sort of double takes, like, oh, my God, what are you doing? Like, saying that they're on a different level to the Yellowheads. We then get a transition to Landy himself, uh, hearing from Dol Neo and Yuan that they have yet to locate Yuandazu. But the Yellowhead wish to join the Chi Men as an affiliate of Hong Kong, which Landy is amenable to. And they, they also note that they they have a somebody that, that can help spill the beans on on um Yuandazu. and they also then have another scene sort of the guy bursts into the room one of the yellow heads bursts in and says oh look Ren's escaped and this Japanese guy's escaped sort of piques Landy's interest a little bit so we then come to the next day after the night on the roof and Rhea and Ren are trying to escape and Yuan comes across them and he lashes at them with a knife they block it with the the handcuff chain Send send the knife fly and then boot Yuan away with with a kick to the gut. Dolneo gets pissed off about this, enraged. His cute little Yuan has been hurt. They he barrels at Rhea and Ren like a bowling ball, <laughs> and they get stuck in front of the broken outdoor fire escape. And they make the jump off the building like in the games, and they taunt Dolneo as they run away. We then cut into Ren's hideout where Wong unpicks the handcuffs and Joy remarks that Rhea and Ren are getting along like brothers, which I thought was quite funny. Again, you expand on this in this episode as well. So we'll talk about that in a minute. Ren lets Rhea know that he has roped into a conflict with the Yellowheads, which caused a sort of scarred Joy to remark at the stupidity that's coming before them. They then head back to Yang to get um, some answers because he double-crossed them. And he mentions that Huang the wiretapper may have some details and Ren knows who he is. They visit his apartment and find the cache of cassette tapes recorded from, from you know, God knows where over, over the time. And Rio decides he's going to listen to each and every one and Ren gives him the cassette player like he does in the game. In Hong Kong, you have Zhuing who is reminiscing about her brother once more, remembering detail the day that he left and Zhuing swearing to have revenge on those responsible for the parents' deaths and that he was going to find them via the Chi men, which I think, again, is pretty much one-to-one with the game in that regard. And then she's sort of troubled by this. Almost looks like she's worrying about Rio and what's going on there. Hours later, or I assume it's hours later, the tapes yield um, some value, valuable information. You've got Yuan and Dolneo talking about the capture of Zhu Qing, or, or Zhang, as we refer him to, Zhang, yeah. It, yeah. who's Zhu's associate, and that they're trying to extract information out of him about Yuanda Zhu, and they resolve themselves to the fact they have to go and find out where the hell he is. Rio is like, I'm going to go find him. And he will go to the ends of the earth to do so, to get to what he wants, his goal, find out why his father was killed, somewhat mirroring what Ziming was saying. And Ren goes, well, you know, come on, hang on a second. There's a clue in the tape. You haven't thought this through sort of thing. Because Yuan mentioned you have the bird in the background repeating things that Yuan is saying. So they resolve themselves to then go to find, they go to the bird shop on, on the top of the um, Three Birds building, I believe it is. And they have a conversation yeah. there with the shop merchant who says that Yuan visit, you know, visits regularly, buying the best feed. Yuan turns up, buys some feed. Rio and Ray, uh, Ren tail him, and they go through sort of Kowloon, and you see some sort of dark and dingy parts of Kowloon, which I find quite interesting. It's very much reminiscent, I think, of one-to-one of what it did look like at the time. I know some people in chat at the time were talking through it, saying it looked very, very similar to the photos of, of Kowloon, what it was like back in the day. 
There's a knock at the door. Rio smashes in a gut punch to knock out Yuan. They find Zhang tied up, but have to hold off sort of getting him out of there because Dolneo turns up. Thinking quickly, Ren repeats hiding the closet to the bird, and then Dolneo enters, believing he's got them cornered, opens the, the closet doors, gets kicked in there. Uh, the the um, I think it's like a wardrobe piece or, or whatever gets thrown in the way. They lock him in there and they escape with Zhang to safety. They have a conversation with Zhang on a building somewhere. Ren says he'll get Sam Larry, etc., to help him and take him back to the hideout. And he gives Rio the four keys, which he put in the Buddha statue in the game. But here it's different. They go to the Ghost Hall building and there's a sequence of shots. And I thought we said this at the time. It was very quick in the way it was done. Yeah. And I think it's probably too fast a bit too in quick. that regard. I won't, I won't dwell on it, but they like put keys into one slot, opens the door, does that, another slot opens another door, opens a ladder, and they eventually find Yuanda Zhu hiding at the last key where he puts, I think it's the snake tortoise key, into the snake tortoise statue. It's not a Buddha statue. Opens up Reveal Zhu. However, before Rio can introduce himself, they're interrupted by Yuan and the Yellowheads. Donio runs in, boots Rio out the window, um, sort of having fallen down like those shot, like I can't remember, like shot canopies, break his floor a little bit, but he's, he's messed up at this point. He's down, he's out. And then Zhuing appears in front of Rio, ready to take on Dolneo and his henchmen. And that was the end of the episode as it was a cliffhanger. Right. And here is the synopsis for episode 11 that we're going to be discussing today. So Rio and Ren finally find Yuan Zhu. However, they are soon attacked by the Yellowheads and Yuan Zhu gets kidnapped. Rio gets cornered but is saved by Shuing. Shuing was worried that Rio would fall into the evil course, blinded by revenge. Understanding Shuing, Rio decides to join the underground arena affiliated with the Yellowheads. Matt, what an episode, eh? Very good episode. Um, my favourite bits of it, and we're going to talk about it, I think were around some of the backstory, filling in some secondary characters' stories more. I think yeah. game-wise, game they took some liberties. I think they had to paced very well i really enjoyed it having sort of thought about it it's definitely not my favorite episode i think episode six stays there for me in that regard but again i think it's probably one of the better episodes of a what is a thoroughly excellent adaptation of anime for shenmue two to go at this point and as long as these two hit the mark i think yeah i'll be giving this a very high score when we talk about it as a whole at the end yeah definitely overall so far the product has been fantastic and yeah, I probably agree with you on this particular episode. Not my favourite as such. I thought it was, after you mentioning that, like the, there was a good mix of game one-to-one takes mm. and like you say, the, the backstory stuff that we'll get into. So it was kind of a mishmashy episode in that sense, but it kind of followed the game's narrative as such. Obviously, mm. areas were skipped, but the bits that they did include was probably what I was expecting to see, if I'm being honest, or what I, I like at the bare minimum I wanted to see. Yeah, from, yeah, I'd agree. You know, the adaptation to get to where we get to. So I think so. What they did choose to, to do in this episode worked really well. And like you say, some excellent backstory on a few characters that we'll get into when we discuss the episode as a whole. So stick with us, guys. And we're going to take a quick, short music break before we get into all of that. Quite a nice, beautiful piece here, actually. And it's a cutscene. Well, it's, it's a scene that we've seen within the episode that we're going to dis- be discussing in a moment. It's a piece of music from the cutscene in the Thousand White Covent in Shenmue 2. Enjoy.
Okay, welcome back. That was the cutscene music for Thousand White Covent from Shamu 2, of course. And let's get into the episode breakdown, Matt. So I'll begin with it kind of just continues directly from where Matt kind of did the, the, the last bit of the recap there, where Rio has been thrown out of the window, Yuanda Zhu's office, I suppose. Yeah. Donu's jumped down on those canopy things. Shearing's appeared, and literally this episode begins where that one left. So. We see Shimming facing off, don't you? Rio's lying behind her with, and that this was quite cool. Like she's got some sort of like fire trail coming from her eyes. Yeah, I don't know going cool. on there. It looked a bit like string. It was like quite <laughs> long. So Donu asks who the hell she is, stating he doesn't care. She's a woman. Anyone in his way will be rid of. Two thugs line up, and Shimming adjusts her foot. Like before, yeah. It, it, when when with before, if you remember when she took on those thugs in Hong Kong, who were attacking the boy and the girl, she slid her foot and they backed away. Right. Okay. So some sort of dominance. Yeah. Stance, I suppose. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Then she offers up her hand hand to combat, and Rio gives a little bit of a whimper. Then obviously we got the infamous music at this point. Yeah. Love Cracking it. Piece of music. Everyone got the red bobbin, I think, on stream. <laughs> Again, yeah. And continuation of the scene after the introduction music there. So the thugs are attacking. Shuing easily dispels them one by one. Her eyes are blazing in slow motion with lights. And she faces off to new. Yuan shows up in the overhead window calling out. He tells the thugs to ready zoom. The two reach for him, but he thumps them with his stick. So this was like pretty cool. It's like extra context for what's going on whilst yeah. this fight's happening down below. So... So he uses his walking stick. He is in a wheel. Is he in a wheelchair? Have we seen that, or is he just in a seat? I think he's just in a seat. Um, so he's obviously. I mean, he has a bit of fight about him, which is good. Um, interesting that he does that. I'd be well. He used to be a martial artist, didn't he? I think he did. So actually, he's probably. I mean, he's old now, but I'm sure yeah, he probably still pack a punch. Crippled, but yeah, he he whacks a couple of them with, with the stick, and then Yuan draws his knife and attacks, cutting the stick in two. Uh, he then threatens Zhu with his, with the knife on his face. Is that all we see of that? So we just assume they've, that that's yeah. they've kidnapped him then, yeah. 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 Okay. So Donu attacks Yuing, who gives him a proper punch, eyes still ablaze, and Donu curses her out. Yuan calls out again, leaving them. Oh, telling them to leave. Yeah. Okay. So the or who is he calling out to? Is he calling out to Donu or? Yeah, calling out to Donu and, and the guys down down who are taking okay, on okay. Zhuing. So Donu leaves with the thugs glaring at Shiring. Rio says her name and then passes out cold. Yes, which sort of fits in next. She's a scene we see in Shenmue 2, the game. Uh, we are at the, uh, the Covenant or, or the orphanage where Zhuing was brought up. Uh, we see sort of the Kowloon buildings at night, and then we see the inside of the Statue of Mary, Mary and Jesus, which is the original one from, from the gate. It's not the, the one that was um, censored, actually. Which I it was in was the Japanese version then, was it that? It was, yeah. It was censored yeah. for the PAL version. I can't remember why. What was the reason? Was I, I don't it know. Like Jesus or Mary kind of depiction. Mm, possibly. And they thought it was a bit, I don't know. But it, it was censored over here anyway. You have the paint and glass windows behind it, etc. Rejuing is telling Rio to rest up and he's lying on a bench. And there's a flashback to him being beaten at Miami Park and waking up at her place. And also the thugs behind you and being taken care of. And Rio sort of then twigs that Zhuing has been saving him this whole time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's flashbacks, isn't it? Yeah, which they like They like doing the flashbacks in the anime. A nun appears with a lit candle greeting Zhuing and asks, a Rio asks where they are. Again, this is one-to-one to, to the game. 
Uh, the Nun answers, saying it's, a co- uh, it's, it's in Kowloon, the walled city, where Zhiring and Zimming grow up. And we see Zhiring in front of the statue, head to it, to, turning towards Rio, explaining that Zimming was her brother who left to seek revenge, much like Rio. What does Zhiring say to him in the game at this particular moment? Uh, I think she says Zimming was my brother. He, he, he left. So she does tell him about Zimming yeah, in, the, in the covent. Yeah, she does. And she does it here as well. And she says mm. that her parents were murdered and Zimming left to seek revenge and he's going to hunt down the chi men to do it. And she tells him not to make the same mistake, um, same as in the games. Rio sort of gets up very swiftly at this point and leaves. Uh, he does in the games as well. Yeah. Now, this is where it gets different to the games. Uh, Zhuin catches up, offering him to fight, saying that if he can't beat her, he's not going to take down Landy which, if people will remember, would, in the game, happened before you leave for Kowloon. They've just repurposed it and moved it here. So we're getting counter-album assault, essentially. Yeah. Here. And because of this, did you say after leaving Kowloon or before leaving for Kowloon? So in the game, before it's before leaving for Kowloon. So they've moved okay. it here. Um, yeah. What, what I was going to say was, can you still see them doing like in, heading back to Mando at the end of the Kowloon part before um... going to Guilin? I, I would think so. I mean, it's quite a key point of the game. I mean, at that point, Rio turns around to, to Zhuing and goes, I know how your brother felt and you know how yeah, he felt. And that's the scene where she gives him the pendant, isn't it? So, yeah, exactly. So it's quite... I think I was just saying that it doesn't need to be Mamu Temple. because No, 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 you're, you're quite right. It could be moved. Yeah, 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 yeah. I see where you're going with that. Yeah, it, it could be moved and it wouldn't surprise me if it was moved. But I would hope they 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 do it the same as the game, personally. But we'll we'll see in a, in you know, well next episode potentially. Next, yeah, yeah, yeah. So going back to the fight, uh, Rio sort of has a go. Uh, she easily avoids and parries. She does the blur- blurring of the movement like the game, and then she moves in with the counter elbow assault, which is slightly different. Because she doesn't pull his arm and then like lash into it. And yeah. um, she sort of half does it, almost as a I know you're injured, and he falls backwards. And then she mm. says she doesn't want to make her injury, his injuries worse, but if that was Landy, he'd already be dead. Rio asks about the move, and she says counter-alba assault is one of the six big opening techniques of Baji Kwan. And we were saying this on stream, that Rio, in theory, as long as they haven't retconned Demon's Triangle, will have learned four of these by the end of Shenmue 3. So he's got the two body checks, assuming they're different moves in, in, in Baji Kwan, and arguments say say they are for now i think was it say delicious or something he did a big deal he did, went into this with akira didn't he in virtual fighter because they are yeah that's it i think in the virtual fighter series they are considered two separate things or maybe mm. just in baji kwan lore and stuff they are yeah. considered two separate things yeah so we've got those two we've got the counter elbow assault and we've got demon's triangle so rio's learned four baji kwan moves at this point which i find quite interesting yeah. so he's got two more to learn in terms of shenmue four or five or, or wherever we end up with that if we if we do of course we then see a beautiful shot of the ground up of viewing and rio under the moon the moon under the tree is, is amazing it looks so good good shot and this like in that preview thing when we we talking last week we couldn't work out if it was Mamo Temple or not but obviously this is just a new location outside yeah that outside area out because yeah. it's in Thousand White building but obviously it's outside of where the, the orphanage is so it's a good spot by you really because most people would just assume that was Mamo Temple wouldn't they mm. it's um it's good nicely done I think they put it together well and then. Rio asks why she's teaching him. She says he needs to clear his mind like the stillness of the surface of water, free of distraction, focusing on his mind itself, and then have the serenity of a polished mirror. Again, 
they've uh, they they talk about this pre Kowloon in the game, and if he achieves it, she has faith that it will shield him from going down the wrong path, and and we see him sort of face off at that point, and it's interesting they didn't do the leaf catching here. Yeah, that's retconned. I think. I think that's gone, into... isn't it? But yeah. it's a shame. It's one of those things that would have been nice, but it doesn't matter. Well, in the game, it's like a task that she sets him mm. Mm. to to get, get, to get the, the woolen shoe. It? It? So yeah. that's all been and gone, I suppose. And there's no real reason why. No, no, he needs no. that kind of what is it like a patience kind of thing? Into yeah, and I think because they're using the flashbacks, people going, it's still not enough, Rio. You know, yeah. there's more for you to learn. I think that's they're linking that together with the mind like a polished mirror bit. So it works narratively wise. It does work. Um, the leaf, the leaf catching. I know I saw people on the forums were a little disappointed. It's obviously not here. Yeah, it's just a nice scene overall, isn't it? Yeah, I get it. It's a nice scene, but there's lots of nice scenes that were taken out. But there's also lots of nice scenes that made it. I mean, we got one in a bit. We're going to talk about. Yeah. Where, but we'll get to it in a minute. So. After this, we then cut to Donio and uh, Yuan at what is the Yellowhead building on the 40th floor. Donio's at his desk, sort of thinking about it. His thugs are saying, oh, we've made it. And Yuan's at the back. Donio says, well, not yet, and smashes his fist on the table. And he rises stand to ask him like, who the hell she was, referring to Zhuing, presumably. Yeah. Yuan muses if it could be Chun's daughter. And Donio grunts, and Yuan sort of dismisses the idea as silly. Now, we, we, we see this later on in terms of the flashbacks that are going on, and it's a breadcrumb around Joy's storyline, but obviously they don't know who Joy is. Do they, is that a surname, Chun? It must be, but I'd have to Joy Google Chun. it. Joy Chun. I'll Google it when um, when we're going through the rest of this. I'll Google it. Yeah. And then I say, you need to keep Zoo lock, locked up and things will be okay. And Yuan asks what will happen if Ren and the Japanese kid bring the scary lady again, which I found quite funny. And Dolneo tells us to figure it out, says he hates using his brain, and Yuan winks and says that he's all over it. And that cuts us to Ren's hideout. Okay, I'll take over and see if you can find out what Joy's surname is then. While I will. Continuing. So, back at Ren's hideout, we see Zhang on the sofa, being upset about Zhu being captured. Ryo apologises, but Zhang says he's happy that the two of them have returned safely. Joy and Wong enter, saying that they found that Zhu was taken to the Yellowhead building. I think that happens in the game as well. They just burst in and say, like, we know where Zhu is or whatever, don't they? Yeah. Something like that. Rio asks to be taken there. Joy snaps it in, saying that she's gone above and beyond for him already, and she just wants to know what's going on. Ren says that he'll get them the lowdown, and then we see the light change of the window from dark to light. Why was that then? Is that overnight thing? Yeah, they they have like a it's like to, it's like a time skip, isn't it? They're just talking and talking. Right. Okay. So Joy asks if Rio is choosing to pick a fight with the baddest in Hong Kong, and Rio confirms. Wong asks Joy what's up with her reacting so weirdly to any mention of the Yellowheads. So yeah, again that extra little context behind the flashbacks that she's been having. Ren says that everybody has skeletons in their closet because obviously. We, well, we assume Ren knows Joy's past, don't we? Because he was the one yeah. that was telling Rio about the white tie and all that sort of stuff. Joy looks quiet and thoughtful. Mm-hmm. So trying to make it as clear as they can, can't they, that this is <laughs> yeah. her in those flashbacks. So Ren states they can't just waltz into the home tour for the Yellowheads. Zhang says he knows someone who lives nearby. And then this leads into a very nice scene that we were hoping for but not expecting to see. It's the Kai, it's the blind fighting guy who's not really blind, but 
obviously in the games you see him as soon as you get off the Hong Kong boat, he's playing the fiddle into you and you can give mm-hmm. him some money or give that kid some money or whatever. Um, and then you see him later again playing the fiddle again, sort of like at the, the tail end of Dragon Street. And yeah. he's the guy, actually, that if you've just heard the Moonchild sound, I think... He tells it, you about it, where... It, it forces be. a cutscene, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Kind of a cutscene you, you, as you're walking past him. He, uh, he he tells you about the Moonchild building. And then, obviously, again, you see him in this room. And this is where the episode continues. So we see Kowloon buildings by day. Rio and Ren finding the door in a corridor. They are asked to enter. Walking inside, Ren comments that it's pitch black, being told to leave if it's too scary for them. The unknown man says that he would like to spar. Ren says it's too dark, but the man tells them that it is within the darkness that true skill is made most clear. Rio spars, but is struck. The man tells him to sharpen his focus. Rio has a flashback to shooing under the moon earlier, telling him to clear his mind. Uses mind's eye or whatever, doesn't he? Mm. And that's what the man says. The man tells Rio to open his mind, mind's eye. Rio asks to spar again and now closes his eyes. And then he has a flashback to Awao telling him it's not enough. And then another flashback to Han Hui asking him why he practices martial arts. So all these martial arts. <laughs> yeah. And teachings, 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 yeah, from these martial artists. It's all coming into place, I suppose. And then we get very similar from the games. I think you pointed that out. Rio starts glowing green. And, um, yes, he does. It's kind of like he's using his mind eye now. You can see the man swerving around him. Rio guards him off, and the man says that he's a natural. So he does it quite quickly. And then turning the lights on, we now see Kai, who you would be familiar with from the games, but you're not familiar with in the anime because it's the mm-hmm. first time you've seen him. And he says that he has a suspicion when Azang told him about Hazuki. It turns out that he knew Iwao, and that Iwao had been coming around a decade ago, and they had sparred and shared knowledge of the martial arts. So it's cool that we're getting this scene. We're hoping to get something like this where people are speaking to Rio about his father. Mm. And it kind of like just lays a few bits and pieces out there on the ground on it with the decade. Yeah, it does. Now, now there's a bit of a timeline building of why or when Rio's father was in China and Hong Kong and stuff. So Ren says that Rio's dad was murdered. And then Kai has reaction to this. Obviously, he didn't know that Iwao had died. Rio narrows his eyes. Ren explains that Rio is trying to meet with Zhu to get a lead, but that he's been kidnapped by the Yellowheads, and so they are looking for ways to get in. Kai says that there's a way, but not without consequences. Rio says he's ready for them. Okay, so we now see Ren and Rio walking down a corridor. Rio says that Ren shouldn't follow any further. Ren gets a little bit angry, asking why the hell not. Rio explains that the Yellowheads know who he is, and Ren counters that after all the run-ins with Donu and Yuan, they'll know Rio now too. Rio touches his bandage again, but he says he must go on until the end. Ren asks him if Landy caused the cut. Rio doesn't answer, countering with what Ren said earlier about them not being alike and Ren staying alive to profit. Mm -hmm. Ren says that he did say that, but Rio cuts him off, thanking him for all he's done, telling him to also thank Joy and Wong. Ren gets annoyed, but lets him walk off. So what do you think Rio is thinking at this moment? Is he thinking he's moving on to his, his end game already? Like, why would he be cutting ties with these people at I this think, particular moment? I think also Rio is probably a little bit worried about dragging people into this mess that he's in. Like, yeah. he doesn't want any sort of collateral damage. I mean, Rio, at the end of the day, his heart's in the right place, even if he's a bit headstrong and a bit silly sometimes. I think he's he's more wary about Ren. He's obviously gotten a 
some sort of affection towards Ren, even if they, you know, they're very much polar opposites, but they get on really well. I don't know, almost yeah. like they are like brothers, and it, a it, little it's bit, a little bit more so in the in the anime than in the game, right? Because they're yeah. bickering quite a lot in the in the game, weren't they? They do, yeah. It's only they stop bickering sort of as the game progresses, whereas here the bickering obviously doesn't last as long. But obviously, the anime is also, a bit, I suppose, it's a bit quicker, isn't it? And the way things are put together, so. They probably bickered for the same amount of time, but obviously it's yeah, been, true. been sort of jumped through because it had to. Um, but I, th- I think Rio is gen- genuinely thinking, I don't want to drag more people into this, which I, I, I can get, I understand. Uh, before I jump into the next scene, I, I yep. pulled up Stuart's um, Show Me Two Character database. Thought I'll go there. Now, on there it says Joy, just, just her name, but in his description it says, Daughter of Liang Chun Yun. Hong Ooh. Kong businessman. So we can confirm that Chun is is part of the last name for Joy. Joy's family. Well, Joy's father. How does he know Joy's father? Or how has he got that information? I have no idea um, whether it's in one of the... It could well be in one, of the, be in one of the guides. Could be in one of the guides. That's true, yeah. Um, but I'd have to go and dig my guide out of the cupboard. And it probably is. Think about it, you know, like one of the Japanese ones or maybe the Prime yeah. Guide or something where there's a bit of a character description for joy and probably mentions yeah. a father i don't know but, yeah, but cool. there we go so Good we info. have it so there, there's that little bit of info we were looking for so we then cut to street fighting we have our acrobatic street fighter by the name of Enjiang. i think i pronounced that right oh, and he's got his acrobatic style um you hear sort of cheers to the audience camera zooming down i'm surprised they did this one because obviously there's a yeah, fair few they could choose from but i don't mind it it's probably one of the more accessible ones in the game that you walk past it quite frequently. Yeah, uh, three thousand white water, etc., isn't it near that cafe? Probably, probably the most recognisable one, then possibly because of that yeah. reason for people. Yeah, I'd agree with that. And Jang is showing off his skills, and the the guy like Compel, whatever you want to call him, you know, Ringmaster, whatever it is, um, is saying it's ten dollars a match, like the games. Uh, Rio volunteers himself. You get a flashback to Kai showing, sort of telling Rhea and Ren about the street fight competition run by the Yellowheads, which Ren recognises, and they're all they're always looking for new fighters. And they need to look for the scout who is, I can't remember his exact name, but you'll see him in a minute, the big dude with the red sort of sweater and the, and the bowler hat, and he'll give yep. him entrance into sort of the further fights, etc. Rio faces off with the fighter, starting with eyes closed, dodgy ears, opens his eyes there, sort of blazing at this point and strikes with the counter album assault and is declared the winner. We then, uh, this I mean, this is just one of the street fighters they could have chose from. It's different to the game. In, in the game, you have to catch him, whereas here, it's more of a straight-up fight. Yeah, this, this, these these are like these things I mentioned earlier where they're like these, the scenes that they've done, I don't want to say like the bare minimum to, to advance the story, but these are like the steps where obviously they're not going to do like 10 street fights and then exactly. you know, four, your four photos, they've yeah. picked one and that is the only one and then they've moved it on. So you're getting the bits that happen in the game. But mm-hmm. Again, it sounds like a negative, but like the bare minimum. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, from because the others really, it's just game fluff, isn't it? Yeah, the anime yeah, yeah. Doesn't, need, doesn't need that fluff so they can move it along quickly. So while I think there will be some disappointment from some camps that there aren't more, and again, we talk, it'll be talked about later on in this when we, we, we carry on the review, but you don't need all of them, so why do it? I'm surprised they even did this one, man, because they could have just yeah. introduced the scout. Yeah. You know, like yeah, you said, yeah. like, you know, Zhang could have said, 
there's a, a street fighting arena or something, and then he gets there, and it could be you, you rod stunt you Greg Moore, and then you yeah. defeat them, and then the scout shows up. But they've they've chose to to do a, a regular street fight to get the scout, mm. and then obviously that carries on in a moment when you get to it. <laughs> so we cut to a new scene now, mm-hmm. and it's some like country park type place. And there's a great shot of like a trail overlooking the hill towards the waters. And it's apparently it's typical of in the new territories close to Kowloon. I bet it's based on a real location. Yeah, but, I mean, yeah. this is what Hannah's saying in her notes. And she's been to Hong yeah. Kong. So I think, yeah, she probably would verify that. Ren is staring out towards the water and Joyce comes up behind him asking if Rhea has made it to the Yellowhead building. Kicking the ground, Ren says, hell if he knows. And Joyce smiles, asking him if he ditched and ran. Before I go into this a little bit further, Joe Kitchen rendered something for us which is on our Twitter page, comparison between the Shenmue 2 characters are modelled in Blender. And also on the, this YouTube video. And it, yeah, <laughs> and it'll be on here as well. Um, and yeah. then obviously in the anime. Insulted Ren says Rio made the decision for him, sort of got rid of him, and it flashes back to Rio thanking him for his help in the corridor. Ren looks a bit sad, he's sort of thumping a bit on the trail. He doesn't really know what to do. Bending down towards him, Joyce says that she never knew Ren would have stuck his neck out for somebody so so much, especially not the Chi men involved. And ask what's up. Is this a bit of a bit of a different sort of character trait for Ren, showing a bit more of an emotional yeah, side? Yeah, like showing like he keeps coming because in the games he keeps coming back. We don't really know why. Doesn't let on to it. Whereas this is given context of why he's he's continuing to help Rio. This is the sort of thing we were talking about. This secondary character stuff, and it fills in some of those gaps that the game doesn't. Not that yeah. it matters massively in the game because it's all very much centered around Rio. But here in the anime, they can take advantage of this and cut to these sorts of things. It is really well done. So Ren grunts and his arms are crossed. And he sa- and Joy says that Rhea makes Ren feel like a smaller man for not being able to break the laws of the land. Uh, it makes Ren wonder why he can't be more like Rio. Ren doesn't answer. He grunts again. And she says, well, that's just life. And then sort of leaves. And she heads back to over. She's heading back to Hong Kong. Ren rises, asks what's the plan. She says, I'm going to Hong Kong now. You should do the same. Uh, it zooms out as we see Joy leave. Ren sort of swears, leaves the other way, and we see then a yellow head with silver hair, like one of the games, and he's eavesdropping behind some trees. So they're tailing Ren at this point. Is this how they get their information then? They're tailing yeah. people like Ren and Joy. And... Yeah, they're sort of tailing these people at this point. So then we cut very to a very short scene, another street fighting. Uh, Re- uh, Rio's defeated somebody else. And walking off into the crowd, he's approached by the scout. He tells us to meet up at Dragon Street after dark very much like the games who was this opponent then i didn't see you see some guy go flying i didn't see who it was rio asked the scout who he is he said he introduced himself the investigative music kicks in and rio looks at the scout walking away good stuff man so we jump back to a scene of joy and wong now so joy's getting on a bike and wong approaches her asking what has happened to rio she says who knows wong asks her if she isn't worried she says that she is, and Wong challenges her to go help him again. Listing all the things they've already done for him, the hotel, the search for martial artists, etc., he's quite upset. Joy says that people like them can't do anything against the likes of the Yellowheads and Chi-Yo-Men. She tries to start her bike, which fails and starts swearing. I thought, to be fair, with that guy tailing Joy or Ren or whatever, I thought they were going to go after Joy, and then this is where the kidnapping happened, but obviously yeah, that didn't happen yeah, just yeah. yet, but... That was just what I was thinking at the time. Uh, Wong gets angry, saying she's just like all the other adults, convinced that no one can make a difference. Asking her how she can live with herself, Joy looks angry, and then there's a flashback to a woman lying down with cloth covering her face, obviously dead, and the little girl standing next to her. So obviously that's Joy and her mum, we assume. Mm -hmm. 
She says there's nothing that she can do and starts her bike and tells Wong to get on home, driving off. Wong looks as she drives away. And then we see Rio walking down a lively street, meeting the scout at a corner. The scout keeps his face hidden and says that there's too many eyes telling him to come with him. So this was uh, Dragon Street wanted, actually. Yeah. Yeah. So Rio follows him down a dark corridor, and then the scout hands him a photo of Greg Moore, which is uh, obviously in the game you get all three photos, but he's just chosen, well, they've chosen to just do the Greg Moore route, which yeah. does have a little payoff we'll get to in a moment. So Rio looks at the photo, and the scout tells him that he needs to beat him, and that he's just down the corridor, then they'll talk again after. And then, for some reason, but it's probably just a bit of a um, introduction for this character, I suppose, that they, they, they might end up... Well, they should be revisiting... Obviously, it's Master Bio I'm talking about. They should be re- revisiting him a little bit later, but they've chosen to show him here for some reason. Mm. Um, just twatting some guy off the stage. Yeah, I thought, it was, witnesses. I thought it was interesting to do it. Like, I suppose it, it creates a little bit. They recognise each other when they invariably meet again, but... Could be, I, could be, I yeah. I don't know how I feel about it. I think you didn't. We didn't need to see him. It's more no. mysterious, you know, the cutscene in the game where you get there, and it's like it's a bit of a big character in the game, isn't it? The way they make it out, you know, obviously mm. he kidnaps Joy, and there's all those theories about who by who is, and you know, by who means white yeah. tiger, is it or something like that? Or yeah, it does. Yeah, white tiger. Yeah. So there's always been like those fan theories and stuff. So it's just seeing him here was a bit strange, I thought. But like you say, it could just be adding a little bit more context when we bump into him later, like Rhea recognises him or something, and then, I don't know. I guess we assume that he maybe stuck around and saw him defeat Greg Moore, which he does at the moment, I don't know. Um, so anyway, Baihu walks off the stage and Greg Moore enters. So Rio checks the photo and states that it's him, and then he volunteers to fight him. Rio knocks him off with the counter-elbow assault, obviously. He's replaced his... Uh, Swallow dive with this new counter elbow assault that we're going to be seeing him using all the time now. Spamming it. <laughs> yeah. So Rhea meets the scout in a dark corner again, and now he hands him a note telling him to meet him there tomorrow afternoon. Rio asks what for, but the scout just says that he'll see. Someone throws a wooden chip just for placing bets at Rio's back. Rio turns around and sees a pissed off Ren swearing and kicking. Ren points his finger at Rio, saying that he had no idea how much he's just cost him. Rio says, but, you know, I've won. And Ren confirms that that's why he's lost. So getting that similar sort of scene, I think that's probably why they picked the Greg thing, just to have this little bit of a um, reintroduction of Ren in, back into Rio's life. And obviously it's nice sort of friendly banter into it, I suppose. <laughs> yeah, and I think the only other one they could have gone is the Chun Yun one, where yeah. he stops her for falling off the um, the edge. But I think from, from the characterization point of view of Ren and, and how this would work, this makes more sense, I think, in that regard. Probably fits better for the anime. Like we were saying, the Rod Stunt one is like a nothing fight, really. So that's yeah. they didn't need to do that one. So you've got your, your Greg Moore or your Chunyan, and they've gone with the Greg Moore one. But yeah. the Chunyan would have been cool, like you say, because there's like some moral thing mm. going on there. How, you know, she's killing people, chucking them off the platform, and they're dying, and, you know, Rio fights her, and she's about to fall, and Rio actually saves her. So it's. It kind of like shows Chunyan that, or changes her. You know, she. I think she realizes what she's been doing at that point. Yeah, and she sort of has an epiphany around yeah. it. Yeah. So there's like, like I say, there's some nice morals there, but yeah, it's not not a problem. This is probably the one that fits the anime more. And then it zooms out, and we see the silver air thug again, and he is eavesdropping. 
He is cheeky bugger. So now we see a nice fancy chandelier, and Yuan is addressing Donium, saying that he's been in touch with Landy and that the handover of Zhu will take place tomorrow. So this looked to me like the, the top floor of the yeah. Yellowhead building. Yeah, I'd agree. That where it's like really polished, shiny floors and a statue of Donium <laughs> that we don't see here, but it's just that kind of um, yeah. aesthetically, that's what it looked like to me. Yeah. So Donu sitting at his desk and is pleased. He rises and we see a huge window behind him. The two of them stare out together. Yuan says it's time with the Chiyu men having their backs, even those who still bear a grudge for the power move they did 10 years back will fall in line. 10 years again, so that's interesting. That's You, you don't think they're applying that story of Joy's parents dying to like the same sort of time that Iwa was knocking around Hong Kong, do you? It's interesting, isn't it? Because obviously Kai said he's around a decade, and we know that Joy is, um, she's, she was obviously eight when, when this happened, because she's 18 in, in the games, so... Yeah. She's only a little little girl at this point when it all all kicked off. Mm, It's interesting that they've decided to state 10 years again, isn't it? Don't know if there's any links there. It's just a coincidence. I don't know. Uh, Zooming up, Donu, he says he can almost smell it. Hong Kong will be his. And then we see the city skyline whilst he laughs. And then we go back to Bailu Village, Shenfar's house. Uh, we have sort of the sound of a night out and Shenfar is returning to the house in the, in the dark, presumably having gone to the village. She sort of asks if her father is around, but there's no answer. And she muses he's at the quarry again. They call it a quarry, like in Shenmue 3, so that must be translation at that at that point. Yeah, um, but didn't they use quarry earlier in the series as well? Maybe. Stone, stone quarry, I felt stone like. Stone quarry, that was it. Yeah, yep. so it was different. Mm. Surprise, she sort of walks into his room. She's drawing on the table. And um, moving closer, we see that it's the, the plans for, for the mirrors. Um, the mirrors. Um, so we're seeing these nice and early, because obviously in the game, Rio discovers them um, when he's sort of scooting around the, her house. And Shen Ha sort of looks at it and goes, isn't this? And then, and then the scene That's cuts. That's a strange line, isn't this? Mm. She so it's like she recognises it. Yeah, but she should, shouldn't really, should she? As far as I'm aware, because she doesn't know what he's working on. No, I, she doesn't know what the mirrors are at this point. No, and in the games, all, all she's aware of is the prophecy, and to go with the one who holds the phoenix. Unless so, she's seen the picture of the phoenix on the mirror. Maybe, maybe yeah, maybe. And then she's oh, like, "Isn't this?" But then, would she have seen the sort of seven stars at this point, potentially, like the dagger or whatever, because it's on there? Yeah, um, I don't know. Or it's interesting. Or would she have seen something else down? I hope they fill this in. Actually, yeah. I mean, he's never returning, is he, at this point? No, he's, he's, he's and, buggered off. And I was surprised because I'm sure he said at the start of last episode, he said, I'm not I'm not going to come back for a while, didn't he? Yeah, he said so, it was like going to be a long time. And then, I, yeah. So it's intriguing. Why home, so asking, I don't know. But then could this be days on for, for all we know? Possibly, or unless he has been returning home at night. Mm, possibly. And then, to sleep. And then now hasn't for whatever reason. Yeah. Good scene. I like it. I, mean, I love the Bailu stuff. It's very. I love the Bailu stuff. Yeah, it's really do- well done. I'm. I'm just. I'm interested to see how they fill this gap. Obviously, towards the end, and and what she already knows, because it's implied she knows more than she does in the games here. Anyway, we then cut to a cemetery, and we see sort of traditional grave mounds, a uh, typical Chinese cemetery, high up on a hill, looking over the city. And Joy is standing in front of one grave, and uh, it says "Mum" on it. 
There's a flashback to the earlier clip of the woman saying goodbye to a small girl outside the casino and then the car being blown up. And we zoom in on this little girl and it's clearly Joy. So they they finally sort of filled in that that, that yeah, storyline. In case you were still wondering. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's pretty, yeah, yeah, quite. Joy says that nothing's changed and she never really forgave her father or the syndicate, blaming obviously blaming her father for, for her mum's death. And the camera zooms down to over, over the grave to her shoes. We, we see sort of tears hit in the ground at this point. Very similar to Nozomi when obviously Rio left her. Um, it's a, it's yeah. sort of a one for one shot in that regard. Do you think we've seen more of Joy now than Nozomi? Oh, good question. I'd say it's at least on par. Yeah, probably on par, right? She's been yeah, in I, as many I, episodes, I'd say, right? Five. Yeah, it's been five. She has, I don't know, she has more of a pivotal role, I think, than Nozomi does. I think Nozomi, they they characterised her differently to give her more of a role, whereas Joy, her character is not too different. They've just filled her out. I'm just trying to think if, like, a newcomer to the series, what they're thinking of these characters. Um, I'd be interested obviously, to know. Nozomi was a massive part of Shemi 1, wasn't she? But, like you say, she yeah. wasn't really fleshed out as much in Shemi 1, but she's she is one of the main characters of Shemi 1. Like, you can't deny that. But in the anime, they seem to flesh her out more, in a sense, as well, didn't they? Although they never actually said she was going to Canada, did they? That we, we came to that conclusion. No. No, it was implied, wasn't it, in the anime, rather yeah. than actually explicitly stated. She, she, yeah, she withheld that information, didn't she, at the end? Mm. Yeah. But we know she got the phone call, etc., because it's mentioned, and her grandmother says at the point, you know, I think it'd be good for you to go. And then yeah, obviously yeah, yeah. that decision is sort of made without actually saying it. So we then cut to a scene with Wong. He's walking down the streets of Hong Kong. He meets Sam, Larry, and Coolsy. They drag him into a new job, trying to obviously pickpocket or whatever. And he enters what I presume is a golden shop, shopping mall, and he overhears the, the big thug from the yellow hairs talking to a black suit. And he says that the Japanese kid is also looking for zoo, and to be careful not to be followed for the handover of zoo, um, as he has a formidable martial artist ally, which we know is zooing. He's then told to keep zoo secure, um, and he, the thug replies that they do, and they're also taking precautions, and they're keeping tabs on Ren as well. Wong sort of openly reacts like Ren really loud. And then Thug turns and Wong legs it. And he's obviously worried that Wong heard everything that's been going on. And the guy in black suit sort of watches them run, doesn't look too impressed at this point. Uh, Wong runs and meets the gang who asks where the target is. And the Thug chases past them. Where did this Thug go, did we know? We didn't see um, anything happen at this point, did we? Oh, we did, yeah. No, yeah, 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 we did. At the end we do, but we don't we do, until yeah. we get to it, yeah. Okay. So we see Kowloon building, or see a Kowloon building, do we? We do. Um, I'm not quite sure what it is, but it's a Kowloon building. Okay, and we hear aircraft noises above. Rio's walking down the street, finding the scout against a wall, asking him to follow him. We see Ren following them, and that the silver-haired thug is still watching Ren. Rio and the scout continue into the building, down some stairs, past the gate, and the scout says that this is the yellowhead building, and that someone with his skills, but Ren cuts him off, thanking him before gut punching him <laughs> so very again similar to this the yeah. um, the game isn't it where he says i thought you were going to be alone or whatever and ren shows up and then they bust him or whatever don't they yeah that's it on the ground ren asks him if he knows where zoo is kept the scout says that they haven't told him and then ren draws his knife threatening him telling him to tell him where they keep prisoners the scout says on the 17th floor in the back of a small room so Ren punches him out. Rio scolds Ren for being reckless, dismissing it. Ren searches the scout and finds a walkie-talkie. 
He calls into it that there are intruders on the fifth floor and then tells Rio that they should go. Rio just sighs. And the thug, it's that guy in the blue jacket, isn't it? Yeah. With the silver hair, is still following them. So this cuts back to Wong running down the street and Joy pulls up next to him on her bike. He jumps on asking her to help him. We then see the thug running up to them and Wong says he'll explain later and then Joy takes off, leaving the thug yelling at them. The elevator inside the Elhead building goes bing and Rio and Ren enter. A lively edition of the theme is playing in the background, which is cool. Really nice how they've got this. Still hope that we'll get this on a soundtrack at some point so we can listen to it properly. Mm. Joy asks Wong what the hell's going on. Wong says he's a yellow head and shocked. Joy asks why they're after him. Wong says they overheard them talking about how they have Ren and Rio under surveillance and know everything. Joy crunches her eyes looking angry. So this is, we're getting the context there, I reckon, that they're going to go after yeah. Rio and Ren and try and save them, I suppose. you know, Yeah, and, and get captured and... Ultimately get kidnapped again. <laughs> Ren and Rio exit the elevator. The coast is clear, entering the room in the back, which is empty. But then Donu arrives, saying he's impressed that they've made it this far. Running outside, Ren and Rio face him, stomping down the corridor. Uh, well, Donu's stomping down the corridor anyway. And then towering over them, Donu says he's been a step ahead of them all this time, breaks his knuckles, and he says to celebrate their reunion with some head bashing, laughing. And then we see Rio and Ren as it fades out to the end of the episode there, Matt. So obviously it's a kind of like another one of those cliffhangers at the end of the episode there where probably the start of the next one's just going to pick straight back up from this, similar to this episode. Yeah, yeah I would say so. And um, But again, I think it's quite... Kowloon lends itself to those sort of natural pauses and then you can just pick straight up in the next episode and carry on. Yeah, yeah, I agree. So another incredible episode there. Before we move into the preview of episode 12, the penultimate episode of season one, we're going to take another short musical break. And here is the theme of Yuanda Zoo from Shamu 2. Nice rhyme there. <laughs>
Okay, welcome back. That was the theme of Yuanda Zoo from Shenmue 2. Episode 1, 2, 12, the penultimate episode of the season already. We've watched the short preview. What did we see? So this episode is entitled Guidepost, and we have a very short trailer of um, what looks to be immediate continuation from episode 11. Dolneo swings at Rio and Ren, and they leg it. And they're being chased by Dolnir, and he's making all sorts of like shouty noises at him, uh, at them. And they then cross the plank across like one of the big gaps in the other building, kick it away. And Dolnir almost falls down the hole. And then he shouts, fight me like a man sort of thing. And then that's the end of the preview. I'm glad they put the planks in my first, my first thing, because obviously we lost those in Ghost Hall building for, for whatever reason. But the fact they've sort of recreated that scene from the game made me laugh a little bit on stream. Um, it's one-to-one. It's quite funny. And it says to me then that they're going to go all in on the Yellowhead stuff, that we might get Yuan and the Chainsaw, uh, maybe the Elevator Key, Master Bayou. I'm looking forward to it. I'm, I'm interested in how they're going to piece this all together now. That's the thing, isn't it? Like, today's episode it was, like I think we said earlier on, it's not a 10 out of 10 for us. It's, um, it's still very good as an episode as a whole, but it's just been laying down those pieces. It's been, you know, the culmination to get to, you know, obviously the next episode is probably going to be the big deal episode into the, you know, the end of the series here. I mean, they could have stopped at 12 yeah. in a sense, like this is mm. what we're leading up to or building up to like this big yellowhead fight off that we know from the games you're going to get Donu on the rooftop. We're going to see Landy again. Yeah. I don't know how they're going to be doing these things. So that's, that's what's keeping us excited and glued to our screens because we don't know how they're going to get to, you know, from this point to that point because we've had that, sort of like a teaser promo image of Rio doing what looks like the counter elbow assault on Landy and Landy's blocking it. So whether yeah. that is that something that's actually in or you know potentially in the next episode. I think I was saying it it, it could work quite nicely mm. in a sense because obviously Shuing's just taught him this move. He's gonna take Donu out with it. He's seen that Shuing took Donu out with it. So in his mind all of a sudden this counter elbow assault he could use it on Landy and maybe get somewhere, but then obviously Landy is just going to block it like it's nothing. So then that's going to, again, give the realization to Rio that, you know, he's he's absolutely no match for Landy. And then I don't know what's going to happen, maybe shooing into thingies and Landy does one or something in his helicopter again. I don't know. Yeah, he just buggers so, off. Yeah, it's going to be interesting how they piece these things together. And obviously, we're going to probably see Master Baihu again. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And that's obviously he's he kidnaps Joy or the the black suits do anyway, and Wong. I suppose he gets kidnapped as well by Donu. Gets dangled off the roof. My my big thing with the Landy, and I said this on stream is, and I think Vivi said this as well on stream, is that I hope they don't go too all in on this, assuming Landy and Rio sort of cross paths properly on the roof, which I understand might happen because I think the original scripts or the original song titles did title something like encounter with landy at this point i remember you mentioning that yeah so what i hope they do with this is it's notulent from landy that he's not even sees rio as a threat rio goes for him he sort of just moves out of the way goes ha i'm off bye jumps on the helicopter and pisses off what i don't want him to do is engage in a proper fight because then you lose that shenmue 3 part of it where landy whether he sees Rio as a threat or not, I don't know, but at least recognises the improvement in his ability. I don't want that there in this anime. I want it in the Shenmue 3 portion of the anime when we get there because it's quite a big story point that, that Rio is noted by Landy as improving. So I'm happy for them to do it, 
but they they can't dwell on it. They can't go too all in on that 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 landy thing. They can't fight properly. I think you you ruin it for Shenmue three in my in my opinion. You lose the impact of that. Yeah, that scene. Yeah, and I I do question like if they do do it, like what is going to break this fight up? Because in Shenmue three, yeah. the castle's burning down, so that that breaks the landy fight up at that point. You know, so potentially Landy, if he's got free reign on Rio, could potentially kill him <laughs> in this context. But this is why I'm thinking perhaps Shewing steps in or, you know, something like that mm-hmm. happens if they if they are going to be doing this fight. And then you're going to get quite a lot of fighting, really, because we've yeah. seen from the preview, Donu's chasing them already. So they're just going to keep running away. And then we know there's the Yuan chainsaw stuff. So and then there's a, a fight with Yuan yep. to defeat him, you know, maybe kick him in the elevator and send him down with all the trash all can garbage, stuff which yeah. is cool you've got some black suits before you go outside on the rooftop if they're going to cover them and you've got the, the big donu fight and then possibly a landy fight as well mm. um, so there's a, a lot of action that they've got planned for next episode um, because we're on the assumption now that we're going to get all the way to guilin especially with them showing the mirror plans and you know we've, yeah. we've seen the the intro to the very first episode was the cave scene of Rio and and Shenfire into the cave there, and they've they've been setting these things up. I think we're going to get a full episode of Guilin, aren't we? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it does look it does look that way, doesn't it? And they can't really spread out the rest of the Alher building over two episodes. I don't, I don't think I can't see that. No. So yeah, so it's going to be interesting all the same. Anything else to talk about there, Matt? No, I think we've we've covered it. I'm just like you, like you, very intrigued as to how we get to the destination now. And I'm looking forward to it. Bring up two more to go. Can't believe it's gone quick. Two That's more. That's mental. That is mental. But right, so time for a fun Jim's Poetry Corner this week. Because of my cold, I don't know if I'm going to get through this okay. <laughs> Might need to re- re-record this one for the the upcoming album. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see how well it comes out. So I joked about this song a few weeks back after performing Chowan Saini. And for fans of that song, you may enjoy today's as well. So this is a song, Matt, for one of the great characters of our generation. Which I'm Ooh. sure we'll all agree with. Dalin Hong, of course. Ah, excellent. <laughs> okay, I'll send you the song. Excuse the very strange karaoke thing, but it's the only one that's... Oh, my fuck. <laughs> actually, actually decent for doing this. Bit of a fun one. Yeah. Oh, God, if you don't know this song, guys, you're, you're, you're losing it. I'm surprised a lot of people didn't know that Rebecca Black Friday thing last week. Mm. I thought everyone knew you that. can't not know this one. <laughs> yeah, this is a classic. Okay, Matt, you ready? Yeah, go for it. Darling, Hong Kong, Hong, grab a crate and move with me. Darling, Hong Kong, Hong, follow what I say clearly. To the left, to the right, we're putting it down and bend your knees. Come and work every day, let's earn lots of monies. I met a bearded mister somewhere in Aberdeen where he was lifting boxes the best you'd ever seen and when I went to Dallin come on and teach me your way he laughed and whispered to me yes come tonight to the bay and if you missed forklifting meet brother Dejing in Niawu in Hong Kong we'll all be working with Hong Darling, Hong, 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 grab a crate and move with me. Darling, Hong, 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 follow what I say clearly. Go left, left, 
go right, right, we're putting it down and bend your knees. Come and work every day, let's earn lots of monies. Darling, hong, 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 brawling up a cup with me. Darling, hong, 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 follow what I do closely. To the left, left and punch, fist in the air and bend your knees. Come and train every night until you are as strong as me. Then down on the shore, we're getting advanced. He showed me much more, his watery stance. Darling, hong, 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 grab a crate and move with me. Darling, hong, 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 follow what I say clearly. Left, 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 right, 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 we're putting it down and bend your knees. Come and work every day, let's earn lots of monies. Darling, hong, 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 rolling up a cup with me. Darling, hong, 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 follow what I do closely. To the left, left and punch, fist in the air and bend your knees. Come and train every night until you are as strong as me. And if you miss forklifting, meet brother Daishing. In the hour in Hong Kong, we'll all be working with Hong. Darling, Hong Kong, Hong, grab a crate and move with me. Darling, Hong Kong, Hong, follow what I say clearly. Left, 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 right, 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 put it down and bend your knees. Come and work every day, let's earn lots of monies. Darling, Hong Kong, Hong, crawling up a cup with me. Darling, Hong Kong, Hong, follow what I do closely. To the left, left and punch, fist in the air and bend your knees. Come and train every night until you fall into the sea. Splash! <laughs> well played. That was really good. I don't know how the hell you do these in one take. <laughs> Especially with that the cold. Yeah, no, that was really well put together. Left, 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 right, right, right. I did almost mess up towards the end then. I had to... <laughs> Say about five words fast to fit them in. How do you not get tongue-tied? Oh, I don't know. I do better than that than I do reading the notes, you know. <laughs> I suppose when it's like against music. Yeah, I suppose you can follow it, can't you, with when it's mm. against music. It might be easier to follow. But well played. That was really good, actually. I, I, I like right. that one. And everybody likes Agadoo. Agadoo, yeah. Bit of a classic. Yeah. <laughs> and some nice little Dallin references there. Not much you can talk about Dallin, actually. <laughs> no, no, but I mean, he's he's a classic character, isn't he? I mean, he's obviously drunk at work, considering his ability to walk in a straight line. Yeah, or lack of <laughs> yeah. ability to do that. It's a shame we didn't get him in the anime, actually. Yeah, I'm surprised we didn't, actually. I thought we might, might have done, but... Oh, well, hope you enjoyed that one, guys. Two more to go. So, news time, Matt. First up, we've got some huge news coming from Japan. Shemu the Animation is going to be broadcasted on a major television network. So, Matt, what are the details on this? Indeed. Much like Adult Swim in, in America, where the anime is being aired over there, the English dub, in Japan, the anime will be aired on Tuesday evenings on a channel called Tokyo MX, which is a free-to-air free to channel for the Tokyo Met area. And it starts on the 3rd of May. So I imagine mm. they're starting behind... Yeah, why have you done that, do you think? I, I, I don't know. It's it's odd. The um, streaming service is like Crunchyroll in the sense that it's weekly, right? Mm, yeah. 
Yeah. And it's going to be aired weekly here as well. And it's at seven o'clock every week, Japan time. And looking at this, I'm getting this off of um, Phantom Riverstone Switch is um, yeah. post. Apparently it's about 15 million households can, can access it as part of Tokyo and Kanagawa area and Chiba areas and Ibaraki prefectures as well. So there's, it's quite a big area. And also it can be viewed on cable TV. Yeah, I'm wondering like... How big of a thing live TV is in Japan at the moment? Because obviously, I have no streaming's idea. taken over over here in, in a sense, like, or just, you know, within my circles, like, I, I, I don't know many people that are like paying for a Sky package and just watching live TV. No, I, I feel like everyone's watching Netflix or. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, similar in our household, we, we don't watch much live TV here anymore. I mean, we get the most of our stuff through iPlayer, Netflix, or, or, or whatever. It's very rare we sit down, unless I watch live football. I don't really yeah. watch live TV. Yeah, I'm probably the same on the football side of things, but even that's not really broadcast all the time on, no, you know, especially no, watching state not. matches, I have to get dodgy streams and that sort of stuff. So. But possibly it could be a, a different situation in Japan. Maybe they watch a lot more live. I know they, they do. They've got a lot of those shows, haven't they, where there's like hosts and, you know, people commentating on, on footage. It's like, it's like watching a Twitch stream in a sense. Yeah, uh, yeah. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, uh, there's like, there's these, four people perhaps on a panel and then you're watching a normal tv show or a game show or you know some sort of a japanese centric show and then they keep popping up with their reactions to what's happening <laughs> so yeah. it kind of feels like a, a twitch stream in that sense so maybe that's that could be the live live show element live channel thing i don't know mm, it could be um but the fact it's being aired on tv is a big you know big thing from what i understand i mean we haven't seen too many figures come out of japan yet of, of viewing but I understand that, generally speaking, it's been well received so far, and viewing figures are okay on the streaming services. So if more people hit it on on you know, on on TV over there and like it, the more chance we can get a second season. So yeah, carry on. I'm looking. For, hopefully, it bodes well for us. Hopefully, um, all these like viewer figures and stuff, they're all going into like an overarching. Yeah. Pushing the series forward, like because we we. <sighs> If you think of the viewing figures we've had so far, I think they're on our forums, aren't they? The um, they are. is it the Crunchyroll stats or is it the Adult the Swims? Ad- adult adult Swims stats, yeah. Right. So yeah, so you only really get the figures from the live stuff, then, right? Yeah, I don't. I mean, I don't know how it's rated for like Crunchyroll, where they do mm. the subscriptions, you know, people watching yeah. at peak times or whatever. I don't know how it's done. So there's there's obviously something kicking around there. I mean. The average, I've got the average total viewership as of what was the 5th of April. And okay. the average viewership is 240,460. So okay. it's, it's quite high. Um, the, the, he hasn't put in the, um, and this is um, Splash Breeze, who does some blog posts for us anyway, hasn't put in, hasn't got episode 11 in there yet. So that may well go up or down. But I think it's it's quite steady looking at the viewing figures. I think uh, based on what's got, we've got here bearing in mind it leads the adult swim tsunami block every week and it like you know it's outdoing like attack on titan and things like that who which are established series That's and it's trending on twitter me. every week it's insane so i think we're in a good place here anime wise certainly in the west i just hope japan follows suit and if it does i think a season two will be nailed on i really do and we did get some sort of viewer figures from whatever's happened so far in Japan, don't we? I'm, I swear I've seen something that was like... I'm sure someone said one of the smaller... smaller uh, I can't remember the name of it. Streaming services had about 20,000 on the first episode. Right. So, Considering assuming... all the different outlets they've got, 
Yeah, so you'd assume like Hulu Prime and Hulu and all yeah. the rest of it. You'd assume that would be up there. That, that there should be a good viewership. We'll see. Mm. I'm, I'm we'll interested. See what I'm interested, but it's a good one. Being on a, like a major television network, we should get some even figures. So it'll be interesting to see. And that is like weeks after you know a lot of, a lot yeah. of the diehard people have been probably watching keeping up with us haven't they somehow you know vpns and this sort of stuff and yeah a lot of the the not so much diehards have probably been watching it on hulu or whatever so by the time it's made this major television network at the start of next month or whenever you just said or the end of next month it will be interesting to see if the viewer figures can maintain mm. a successful amount if you know what i mean at that stage yeah yeah, yeah. how many people are still left to, to, to watch the thing so hopefully we get a lot of new viewers to the series there in Japan, perhaps. So combining that with the ongoing rumours about Shemu 4, in a massive yeah. place at the moment. And speaking of that, Matt, are we any further along with the 110 industry stuff? I, I mean, in terms of actual news, no. But they keep liking tweets around Shenmue 4 and, and things like that on Twitter. I mean, I said this last week. I don't want to dwell on it too much. It's an almighty troll if it's if it isn't true or there isn't something to it. But as I said last week, I'm just enjoying the rumor, the fact that this is our first big Shenmue Four rumor. It's gathering, it's gathered some pace. It hasn't gone away. Nope. Um, I'm just intrigued to see where we end up with it. Um, and we've got hashtag Let's Get Shenmue Four. We've got May the Fourth for that as well. Mm-hmm. I'd be very interested to see. I guarantee you, people will be tweeting at. 110 here yeah hashtag let's get Shenmue 4. it's going to get targeted you can see it from a mile away so yeah. i'll be very interested to see how they respond to it if they respond to it but yeah all in all man i mean news wise we're not any further along nothing's been confirmed nothing's been denied we know nothing but from from sort of surmising point of view i said this last week i am 99.9 percent certain they're working with yuzuzuki on something why would he front their tgs stuff if he wasn't yeah exactly and you, you mentioned in one of the documents or something somewhere, they said that they've acquired a, or I don't know about the word acquired, but they've a big Japanese classic game developer from, you know. Yeah. <laughs> it sounds like, it, it sounded like you, Suzuki, done it in that. It did a bit. So yeah. we we'll just have to see where we go. With it's it, just but... nice that people have got Shemu 4 in the mouths anyway. Yeah, 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 absolutely. And I'll enjoy this rumor all the way through. I may not enjoy it so much if it turns out that it's false, but. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Or it happens in two weeks' time and we just don't have a break. <laughs> oh, crap. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But um... other than that, Mum, we've got a little bit of news regarding Limited Run. Big whack sort yeah. of stuff. So literally, after we mentioned last week, we can't be too far away with a limited run update because I think it was because Big Wax had sent out that big vinyl box thing. We were like, you know, this is a limited run product and they haven't even updated us on this. So we can't be too far away. And then literally, as soon as that episode went out, that Shemi Dojo show, limited run sent out an email update. So it's kind of like they read our minds regarding the complete collector's edition. Um, have you still got that in front of you, or could you I read the do. details for that, Matt? So the basic details was you had um, until Tuesday the 12th of, um, of April. Yeah, so that's to get passed. Your, get your address sorted and confirm that. If you can't, if you didn't and you still want to, you can do it, but you, you might want to just follow that up with limited run games directly as to whether they can process that in time or not. And um, by the time the show goes out, man, on Thursday, well Friday, shipped. they could have already been shipped, yeah, so... And the status right now, I'm looking at my order status right now, is that the lim- the Shenmue 3 Complete Edition set is at the Limited Run Games Warehouse. So it's imminent. And I'd expect after shipping, you probably get 
a fortnight wait for it to get over to the UK. Yeah. But we're going to have this, you'd think, by May, mid-May latest, I would hope. And I will mention, it might not be a big deal, but it might be to some people. I did notice on... It seems like they've changed the thumbnail image or whatever, didn't it? And instead of getting five posters, it now says five art prints. So I don't know if there's any size difference there than what they originally intended to do. Um, I was assuming we're going to get like quite, I don't know why I had this in my mind, but we were going to get like quite big, five quite big posters of Mm. the characters, which I was quite looking forward to. And now it just says art print. So whether this is going to be like A5, A4, I don't know. Um, so we'll have to see what's changed there or whether that was the original intention and you know they realized oh, you put the word poster when it was actually it was just going to be a print i don't know yeah who knows but um i mean it's not a big big deal but someone might hone in on it and get a bit upset yeah, someone might get upset for that so i just thought i'd point that out um so see what happens when those start to arrive and of course don't forget to check out shimadojo.com for all these news bits of news that we pump out discussion of the series forums Obviously, you've just mentioned Splash Breeze. We've got the, the weekly blog posts from Splash Breeze and, yeah. and Hiki. And check out our socials for daily Shemu content. You've got TikTok. Peter's pushing a few informative videos on out on there, right now, which is pretty cool. He did one on 110 Industries. He did. Summing up all the news. So if you, you've not been following, see if you can find that on, uh, on TikTok if you use that. And that's on top of the ongoing YouTube content that we produce. And we've... Uh, We've actually started to upload some game footage in 1080p as we attempt to rebuild an easy-to-find archive of specific scenes and events that's been solely lacking since the Dreamcast days. So please bear with us if you're subscribed to us on YouTube and see a few random cutscenes that have been uploaded at the moment, but it's it's all for the greater good eventually. And that's the news roundup for this week. Matt, so let's do what we tend to do at the end of the, the shows here we'll wrap up with a few forum posts from the dojo regarding the previous episode which was episode 10 of the anime let's see what people had to say so first up we've got a message here from spag spaghetti who says whoo absolutely jam-packed episode but they still somehow found space for non-game content the cold open sequence before the credits gave me a big setting up season two vibes if it happens i wonder how canon that stuff about joy and the white tie organization is it certainly explained a lot more about her status in the game, which is really only hinted at with her connections to Master Chen and Gui Zhang. Mm. So yeah, good good point there. I mean, season two wise, we might even be getting a conclusion to that sort of, you know, that Mr. Yuan yeah. heading off to the, the the end of, like we've mentioned, if they, they do do a full Guilin thing and we get to the cave and obviously he's not in the cave. So that's that does set up a season two in a sense. But yeah, I love seeing that stuff. And yeah, the joy and the white tie organization stuff, which we kind of got a little bit of an inkling of where that's going. Yeah, I think we do. Next episode. Um, again, it all just sort of fit. I like the fact they are just building these secondary characters. It's really cool. We then move on to Jibby, who says, wow, this is a really dense episode. I do find it strange how much stuff with Shenmue 2 they're doing one-to-one, given that the Shenmue 1 stuff was changed up quite a lot. I guess the second game naturally works better in anime form. is much more action-packed, so fewer changes are needed. That being said, the Ghost Hall Plank retcon was the first change that left me genuinely disappointed. I can understand why they needed to cut it, as it was right at the end of the episode, but it was always such an iconic, high-stakes moment, arguably the most so in the entire game. So it's a shame to see it not like get that kind of representation. 
people play the game because they like the anime are going to be in for a real shock when they reach Ghost or Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they are. Imagine. Um, imagine. Well, Especially if they don't use the save. Yeah, save well, we recommend to anybody who's new and going to buy the game, when you get to Ghost Hall building, save at every floor and every plank. Yeah, or save at every plank. You'll, yeah. you'll regret it if you do not, but I'll leave it there. <laughs> Fair enough, man. So next we've got Chai Killer, who says, I love these little moments that we didn't see in the game. The interaction between Donu Yuan and Landi and Shenfo's father's last trip to the quarry. Yuan is totally unhinged, and I love it. Very fast pacing, and it's a shame how Rio didn't even get to see his father's gi in Zhu's hideout, but it is what it is. Excellent. Yeah, we mentioned that last week, didn't we? We did. Which was probably the only shame, but at least we did get a little bit today with Kai talking about it. Wow, so that was nice. Yeah, and they've obviously had to make some tough calls as to what they include and what they don't. So I wouldn't want to be making that decision knowing that there's a rabid fan base out there been following this for 20 years. Um, (laughs) True. But there we go. Orion, um, who says, I thought the faster pace totally suited this episode. It was fairly action-packed. Love the additions. Interesting, they're playing up the friendship between Rent and Rio with Joy's comment about them acting like brothers or something along those lines because I've never honestly seen them as friends. Interesting. I think they do get there eventually. Rio doesn't trust him at all, and Rent is more abrasive and slightly annoying if you're playing in English in the game. It feels like their path to friendship will be quicker in the anime, which kind of makes sense given the truncated nature of TV versus games. I get it. Yeah, yeah. and it's something we said actually in the analysis. I can see why they're doing it. Yeah, and obviously when you do get to Niawu and Shenmue 3, I think Shenfo asks if he's... A friend or a good guy or something he says he's a bad guy on Tyrio so. Rio turns around later on when they're in the in the final casting is how are we even friends so yeah, he does consider yeah. him a friend eventually does consider him a friend eventually that's true uh, next we've got a new comment from a user called Spud1897 who says I love the episode overall it's very much shot for shot with the game which is fine as the Kowloon section almost encourages you to go after the story. My issue was the ending was very rushed. I missed finding Iwao's gi, for example, in the room before you find Zhu. That would have added a little something to an overall good episode. But this person says, I'm looking forward to what comes next. Hmm. Interesting. Very good. Shares, Decent shares, comment. Shares some good views. I don't know who wrote that. <laughs> and the last one, Miles Prower comes along and says, while I enjoyed some of the added scenes that gave extra context, i.e. the scene with Landy, and also Ren's explanations of the history of the Yellowheads, and with that, a little tease of Joy's backstory, the events of the game itself were zipped through so quickly that the episode almost risked becoming an incoherent mess. While this is perhaps a little, little evidence of the previous episodes as well, it's the first time I felt there was a notable struggle to squeeze everything in. And I do agree, they did have to really yeah. squeeze this in. Yeah. This especially causes problems late into the episode, as Dolnir and Yuan are apparently just able to quickly recover and know exactly where Rio and Ren have gone. It just felt like this episode is on a mission to cover as much of the Kowloon chapter as it possibly could, perhaps not considering if it would be engaging or easy to follow for anyone who has not played the game. I think it is a symptomatic a little bit because of the episode count they've got. Um, the choice mm. of cliffhanger to end also felt a little bizarre to me. Is surely even newcomers at this point would be able to guess that Zhuing would easily be able to defeat Dolneo. Don't get me wrong, I still enjoyed this episode, how it recreated the game's events for the most part. But I think the writers should have taken a little extra time to consider how best to re- present this part of the story in this medium. It's a slightly disappointing start to Kowloon. Also, it's not in, in, even entirely clear whether the actual walled city or not. I mean, it does say Kowloon somewhere there in the, the episode. Yeah, so I think, it said, didn't it say meanwhile, meanwhile or Kowloon? Or so yeah, 
and it does say in this this current episode um after the hong kong episodes were all mostly stellar i hope the final few episodes don't feel quite as rushed or crammed in comparison i think they are a little bit hammering it through because they have to i didn't think so much today no i didn't i think today's episode episode 11 was better paced but yeah. i can see the the shock to the system of going through hong kong which felt a lot slower more shenmue in the way they were put together to then going to 100 miles an hour again very much yeah. like episode five but is that just knowing what we know from the games do you think i i, I do wonder if new viewers are feeling this like oh i'd love know, to it's know going, it's, I mean, oh, it's going quick you know it's quick 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 yeah quick, constantly, I mean, my my wife said um episode 10 was very very fast um, right. And she felt the last minute was a little rushed. But for her, not knowing the story that well, she thought it would work quite well. Okay. But I'd love to hear. And if anybody's listening to this who you know is new to the franchise and picking us up, you know, leave us a comment. Let us know what you think. I'll be very interested to think you see how people from the other side who are coming to Shenmue, having not played the games, find the pacing of the, not just this episode, the anime as a whole. Yeah. And this is what I was on about a little bit earlier when I was saying, like, how all these viewers finding like the the characters as well the depictions of the characters you've got nozomi that we saw occasionally Mm -hmm. within those first five episodes and now she's kind of like she's gone and we're never ever going to see her again which is the same for the games but just you've you've had a shorter time with her in a sense because you've only had five 20 minute episodes and you know she was probably in maybe five minutes per episode at the most Mm. joy possibly is on the same sort of thing, although I feel like we're getting a lot more of Joy yeah. as as the episodes move on. So I'm just wondering how people are finding what what they think about these characters. Are they thinking like, oh, that was a major character like Nozomi? Ah, oh, Miss Nozomi. You know what I mean? Or was mm-hmm. that like more of a throwaway one? Same with Garo, same with Guizang. Yeah. Are these yeah, memorable yeah. characters for how they've been featured in the anime? Because to players of the games, and obviously we've completed the games multiple times, so we've spent more, even more time with them in a sense, but they are very memorable characters. Yeah. So, you know, I'd, I'd, I'd love to hear that that sort of contrasting opinion there. And hopefully once the season's finished, you can go pick up the games and experience what we've experienced and dig a little deeper into these characters and stuff. Yeah, and see where we end up. But I think with two episodes to go, we're, we're I think we're going to be, we're very intrigued as to where and how we're going to end up at the end and what they're going to do. Right, dude. So that is a wrap for another Shenmue Dojo show. Thanks for joining us again for another in-depth discussion and analysis recap. We'll be back again on Sunday for our live watch along of episode 12 called Guidepost. Not quite sure what that no, could be. Sure <laughs> you know, that's even weirder, actually, than some of the, the other. I mean, Entangled, you could butcher together a mm. meaning behind that. But Guidepost, I don't know. I have no idea. Um, but yeah, and of course, we'll be back again on Thursday on Radio Sega with this show and Friday for the, the premiere of the show. If you, you don't happen to listen live on Radio Sega, you can watch live on YouTube before the podcast just goes in the ether and is available everywhere. Yes. And Titch possibly might be potentially streaming for us next Thursday. I'm saying that now because, yeah, so when we air on the Friday... It's going to be like the following week, yeah. if that makes sense. It's always difficult to try and work that far ahead yeah. <laughs> based on when we release the show, but hopefully that makes sense. But we're going to leave you with a piece of music. This is Ren's Hideout from Shenmue 2. 
And until next time, guys, take care. Take care, everyone. Goodbye. Ah, oh, look at the time.